travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. Welcome to Talk Travel Asia, episode number 12. And today we are getting acrobatic. We are talking about FAR, the Cambodia Circus, a really cool new thing in Siem Reap, Cambodia. I'm one of the co-hosts, Scott Coates from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And joining me is... Trevor Ranges in Bangkok, Thailand. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great, man. I've had a nice morning here. But more importantly, how are you? You've been, what, in America and Hawaii, and you've just gotten back to Bangkok. Is that right? Yeah, I've been on a bit of a four-month-long Pacific Rim <laughs> tour, I guess. I visited you in KL. We recorded some episodes down there like months ago. And, and since right. then, Bali, Shanghai, Hawaii, Seattle, San Francisco, and back again. Live in the dream, man. You should just have a Talk Travel Asia book that documents where... We should make a map on Google Maps where Trevor is. I bought a GoPro, I was trying to say, so that maybe we could uh, have a YouTube channel for our Talk Travel Asia. Talk, talk, watch, watch Travel Asia, maybe. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. So are you sleeping properly or are you still on Hawaii time? No, you know what? I get used to jet lag pretty well nowadays. Uh, I think it's because I can't sleep on the flight, so I stay up for 36 hours and I'm so exhausted. I fall asleep, I wake up early and just start over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get too far into this, uh, we got to thank our sponsor today. We have a really cool sponsor, and I love the fact that all our sponsors so far are places we actually know and people we know and believe in. This one is Four Rivers Floating Lodge. It's in the far southwest west of Cambodia, about 30 minutes from the border crossing point with Thailand, a place called Hatlek. But Four Rivers Floating Lodge is, as the name suggests, they have built a series, about a dozen floating tents on this nice little river and they're more than just tents there's like a couch and a proper full bed and a nice bathroom in them and it's it's just a really unique super cool experience a great way to get back to nature now you haven't been there yet is that right trevor no i haven't been to the lodge but i've been in that area of the country a lot and up the rivers and uh, mm -hmm. that's some of the most beautiful area of cambodia just because that's some of the most untouched pristine wilderness that that still exists in in the country yeah, I went there about two years ago now, and you just literally can dive off your, you know, little balcony in front of your tent to swim. You can jump in a kayak, paddle up river, you can go to some gorgeous waterfalls. It is fantastic. So thank you very much to Four Rivers Floating Lodge for sponsoring us on this one. So Trevor, why don't you lead us in? What is Far Circus and why are we talking about it? Well, you know, I think most times when people travel, they already have a pretty good idea of the sites that they're going to see and, and experience. Uh, in the case of Siem Reap, Cambodia, I think most people are there to visit the temples of Angkor, maybe to go to a floating village on the Tonle Sap Lake. Um, but most people aren't aware that there's also a, a circus. There's a big top circus in Siem Reap as well. Yeah, it just opened in February 2013. So they're coming up on one year. And I remember even I was, when I heard about it, I was like, a circus? I didn't quite get it. Like, how does a circus fit in here? But having learned a bit more about it, it's actually very cool. Because one of the things is, in Siem Reap, there's great dining and fun places to drink. But there's there's not a ton of nightlife. And, you know, a lot of people going there aren't into partying or they might be families. And this is a really neat way for people to be entertained, but also really kind of connect with the people and the culture while they're there. 
Yeah, you know, and, and people, I think, uh, they think, oh, what circus? That is some kitschy kind of, you know, you mentioned earlier when we were just chatting about this, Cirque du Soleil in Las Vegas, and maybe this is something that was totally contrived. But people don't realize that um, Cambodian circus actually has its roots back in the Angkor days and on some of the temples there at like Bayon Temple and... Uh, Angkor Wat, there actually are carvings of Cambodian circus performers from centuries ago. When you look at those intricate reliefs, those bas reliefs, you'll see, you know, carvings of these Apsara dancers and people performing thousands of years there. Yeah, and like when I was working on the National Geographic book, I did some research on this. And, uh, you know, the, the circus in Cambodia actually dates back to pre-Angkorian Cambodia. And it appears to have been practiced like throughout uh, their, their kingdoms in, in Cambodia. And the carvings are evident of this. Um, there's also these kind of traveling medicine men that were kind of snake charmers that that did that that had monkeys and and performed kind of you know some of the more exotic circus things that, that you would expect. But as we talk to the representative from far today, they tell us that the modern Cambodian circus is a little bit different. Siam Reap kind of has this tradition of of training people in the old art, bringing their show there. So by going to see it, you're not only seeing something fun and interesting, but you're really Cambodian culture when you're there. Yeah, I think you really hit on something important there because FAR is, I guess, first and foremost, a, a social enterprise that's trying to help maintain these historical Cambodian arts, but also to help underprivileged people. And the interesting thing about FAR is that it actually began during the Khmer Rouge era in a refugee camp on the Thai border with young Cambodian people who are interested in arts and, and kind of work together to, to maintain their, their own interest in art. And then when the war ended and they came back to Cambodia, they founded this organization to, to maintain the, those arts. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a, a mandate. And having looked at FAR's website, I mean, they have three complementary social missions, and those are to provide gainful employment to Cambodian youth from all kinds of socioeconomical backgrounds, uh, to financially sustain its parent organization that I can't pronounce, Far Ponlu Selpak. It's an NGO based in Batambang, and also supporting the rebirth of Cambodian modern art. So the circus is part of this parent organization, and it's really quite big and successful. Yeah, and I, I've always been a fan of Batambang. I think there's a, a whole bunch of really interesting sites in and around the city, but the, the Far artistic organization there with the circus school was always a really great attraction I thought people should go and see and uh, now it's great that since February 2013 they've built a proper big top circus venue in Siem Reap and they've uh, been drawing a lot of attention um, drawing lots of visitors to come and, and see the performance there. We're really excited today to welcome Craig Dodge to the show. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing for FAR, the Cambodian Circus, a very innovative performance in Siem Reap, Cambodia. Thanks for joining us today, Craig. It's my pleasure. So where are you exactly now? I know I can hear some funny sounds in the background. Yeah, actually, I'm at my home. It's uh, in the outskirts of Siem Reap, and there's a funeral, actually, in the neighborhood. So the music plays quite loudly. Okay, so you are not at the big top? No. Okay, great. Well, before we get into it, Craig, um, where are you from and how did you end up in Cambodia and become involved with FAR? Yeah, it's a very unusual story, I think. I'm originally from Michigan, uh, lived okay. in various places in the United States before mm -hmm. moving to Taiwan, uh, which is still sort of my home base. And I was doing management consulting in Taiwan. Uh, I have a personal interest in bicycling and I have a 20-year history in travel management. So I came to Cambodia to manage bicycle tours. 
And when I was getting ready to go back to Taiwan, the circus asked if I'd stay on and help them with sales. And I absolutely agreed because it's an amazing project. Wow, very cool. Yeah, that's cool. We just recently did an episode on, on bicycling in the region that you might be interested uh, in. And we both love Cambodia as well. Scott and I spend a lot of time there. So uh, it's kind of funny. Our yeah. paths haven't crossed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it is the best way to see Cambodia. It's amazing what a different experience it is when you get out into the countryside on a bike than what you see from the window of a tour bus or even a tuk-tuk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for, for those of us who have no mental picture of what a Cambodian circus would be like, uh, maybe you can give us a, you know, just a quick idea of what the, someone would expect when going to, to far the Cambodian circus. Absolutely expect the unexpected. Um, it's really an interesting thing to observe guest experience because depending what uh, part of the world people come from, they have a very different uh, idea of what a circus is. So for example, guests from the United States sort of come with the expectation that it might be like a Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey with clowns and animals and uh, people being shot out of cannons, but it's absolutely not that. Um, Far does a really interesting thing with circus arts. They, they take very uniquely Cambodian stories, uh, whether it's from history or folktale or modern Cambodian society, and they tell the story using theater, music, and circus arts. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting concept. So no bears riding bikes? No bears riding bikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> okay. Um, I know this is part, far as part of another organization, which is very difficult to pronounce. So maybe you can tell us the name of that mother organization and tell us how, what the connection is between the two. Certainly. The whole thing started with Far Ponyu Selpak okay. NGO School in Batambong. And the school was founded in 1994 by eight young men who were refugees during the Khmer Rouge. Mm-hmm. And while they were in the refugee camp, they received uh, some drawing classes as art therapy to get through the trauma and to heal from the experience. Right. And they were, they were so moved by it when they went back to Batambong, they, they wanted to help their community with the same thing, so they opened this school. And at the school, uh, these days, 1,200 students per day get free education, both academic and artistic. So that's where it all started. Hmm. Um, Then about 19 years later, they said, wait, you know, we're we're giving people these skills, we're teaching them how to uh, do these circus arts and theater and music, but then there aren't a lot of job opportunities. So the school came up with the idea of opening a permanent performance venue and they chose Siem Reap because that's where the biggest potential market is. So uh, we have the nightly performances here so that the, the young Cambodians can earn a living and the school can earn money to help pay for more education. Hmm. Hey, Craig, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Batambang. I've been there a number of times and uh, in writing about it uh, for different travel publications, I always mentioned FAR as, as one of the top attractions in Batambang. So how is the experience, if, if people were to go to Batambang, different from the one in Siem Reap? Like, it's great to do in Siem Reap, but is it still worth traveling to Batambang to see the, the circus there as well? Well, in Batambang, it's, it's quite a bit more than just the circus. In, in Siem Reap, we are the professional venue for the circus performances. But if you visit uh, far in Batambang, you can see the school, you can see the, the visual arts department. They have a gallery there where you can browse the, the paintings of the, the students and graduates. Um, you can visit the music department to see where they're learning and practicing 
traditional and modern instruments. You can visit the circus art school and watch them practice and learn how to do the techniques. They, they also have a performance venue. Uh, it's a smaller big top than the one we have in Siem Reap, and they only do performances two or three times a week. Uh, so it's a different in that aspect. So you, you said that you're training 1,100 or 1,200 people per day. Is that right? That's the total school population. So that wow. would include the academic uh, area, which is the traditional education mm -hmm. uh, operated by the Ministry of Education, but paid for by far. Okay. And then there's uh, separate departments for circus arts, music, and visual arts. Wow, that's something. I had a vision there of 1,100 people juggling or something. So um, now these people, do they, do they have to be from you know, challenging backgrounds like street people or, or is anyone eligible? That's a very good question. Uh, almost all of them come from uh, very difficult social and economic backgrounds, which is a variety of situations, either uh, just very poor families. Um, some of them have a history of uh, domestic violence, abuse, trafficking. Um, not all. I don't think there's a, a, a set criteria. So it is open to people in the community. Okay. And what's the rough age of these people in school and then the performers, I guess? That's another excellent question. Actually, uh, all ages, um, the, it, as young as uh, toddlers and, and young kids like four and five years old in the child protection unit, if they had to be taken out of the, the home because of domestic violence or, or other abuse situations, and then even up into uh, late to mid-20s. That's cool. Um, so it's it's kind of a different group of students. The, the the larger body of students is there in Batambang, and then it's more of a professional show in Siem Reap, is what you're saying. Yeah, the big top in in Batambang shows both uh, professional and student performances, uh, so it can have even uh, some of the younger students as they're uh, getting close to their uh, end of their education. Uh, in Siem Reap, uh, the original plan was exclusively uh, graduates and professional performance, but we also have shows by the students who are in their last year. Yeah, you know, that's something that was cool. When, when I was in Batambang last time, I saw some of the younger kids that were working out some of their new routines, I guess, and, and they each were performing different kind of style. Um, in the introduction, we talked a little bit about historical Cambodian circus. There's the carvings on some of the Angkor temples. So I just wanted to know, like, uh, is we talked a little bit about like the style of circus, but is there any classical, like historical circus? Is it more traditional acts, or is there some sort of interpretive modern elements as well? That's a very good question, and and people often don't realize that there is a long history of circus in Cambodia. Uh, we often get the question, uh, how do you call it a Cambodian circus? You know, what's the connection? But uh, as you say, if you look at some of the carvings uh, in the Angkor temples, you can see different circus uh, acts, different kinds of acrobatics and whatnot. So there is a long history, but that history was sort of broken with the Khmer Rouge, where they basically decimated the artistic and, and educated classes in Cambodia. Um, so far sort of is reviving that, uh, bringing back the arts, bringing back performing arts. Um, so it's, it would be very difficult for me to say whether certain techniques are historical versus modern, but in general, I'd have to say far uh, the Cambodian circus is more modern. So beyond doing circus type talents and whatnot, far is actually, it sounds like doing its part to revive arts in general that have been lost during the KR times. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's uh, very true. And it's uh, there are two organizations, in, in my opinion, that are uh, really at the epicenter of that, which uh, one of them is Farpol New Selpak. The other one is Cambodia Living Arts. Uh, both organizations, uh, in their different ways, are uh, reviving both traditional and modern arts in Cambodia. Craig, I, I'm wondering, so you've got a lot of people at this school, and I assume beyond their basic sort of studies, they then specialize in maybe music or dance or acrobatics. How do people decide to make the jump from being a student to taking on circus as a more professional pursuit? It's a combination of uh, talent, ability, and interest. Um, mm -hmm. it, really, as they go through the program, they, I think, come to a realization themselves of what their potential is, uh, how much they enjoy it, and if they want to pursue it as a professional career. Um, I had a question hmm. about, uh, going back to the founding, it was founded by Cambodians who were younger people living in the refugee camps during the Civil War. Um, but how about nowadays? Uh, is it still predominantly Cambodian people that are, are running the program? Um, who who designs like the acts and, and helps train the, the acrobats and that's an excellent question. And yes, the original founders are still involved, uh, each to their ability and interest. So uh, there's one that's responsible for the circus school, for example, and then another one responsible for the visual arts. And they uh, mainly determine the artistic direction of those different uh, specializations. And then a lot of the administrative functions are both Cambodian as well as expats. So you kicked off things in Siem Reap in February 2013, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So since that time, I mean, you're, you're coming up on a year. It's a, a pretty darn interesting story. What's the reception been from people who have come to the performances? It's really interesting to see their uh, reaction and uh, especially read about it in their TripAdvisor reviews, but invariably uh, they're blown away. And so many people say, I didn't expect that at all. Um, they're just captivated by the energy and emotion and dedication of the artists. Mm -hmm. So one year in, are, are like the numbers looking good? Is it, has it hit expectations for you guys? Is it going to continue? Yeah, actually, it's exceeded expectations this year. Um, the word of mouth has been absolutely phenomenal, uh, TripAdvisor being a big part of that. But uh, word is just spreading around the communities. People will come to me and say, oh, yeah, I met somebody at a, a hotel in Bangkok, and they said I had to see this. So, uh, yeah, it's we're, we're, our filling rate is well above any expectation we have. Hmm. I love the music in the background. I mean, it's too bad that it, it's a, a funeral, but it just kind of reminds me of the feeling in Cambodia. And, and no, just that everything is quite festive. Like a funeral isn't as morose as, as it would be in the Western world, that like Cambodia is a very lively and, and, and colorful place. Um, so, I mean, do you recommend people? I mean, obviously you would that people should go to the far circus in Siem Reap. I still recommend that people should go to Batambang. Um, you know, why should people attend the circus? Like what? what... Oh, that's really a good question. And uh, it, it is interesting living in a, a very residential area because I regularly have weddings and, and funerals and they're multi-day affairs with lots of music. So it, it adds a lot of atmosphere for sure. Um, I, people should absolutely see the circus because uh, in Siem Reap, it's probably, well, it definitely is one of the most authentic, uh, genuine, grassroots entertainment options in town. Uh, Siem Reap is <clears throat> very touristy uh, these days with 
new venues, hotels popping up all over the all over the place. And um, you know, when when people come to see Far, they're they're seeing a performance that the performers themselves, the young Cambodians, along with their teachers, have created and developed uh, from from the bottom up. It, it, so it's it, very genuine, authentic. Yeah, I think experience. I, I, I want to. sort of a leading question, I guess, because my feeling is just that the the Cambodian people themselves are, are so <laughs> they're so wonderful. And like I remember when last time I was at the the circus, this kid was trying this particularly difficult uh, trick, and he failed to do it properly the first couple times. And you could just the whole audience was cheering for him to succeed. It wasn't necessarily that the trick that he was doing; it was just that they wanted to see this young man succeed at, at doing something that's so difficult. You know. Yeah, that's very true. There was one instance where this was a professional group. They they graduated for a couple years, and acrobatics are not easy. You know, even the world class companies like Cirque du Soleil make mistakes. You know, they're they're very difficult. But the one thing that you see at Far is this determination to get it right. And uh, there was a a jump, a particularly difficult backflip onto somebody's shoulders that they missed twice, and uh, the two guys looked at each other, looked at the audience ripped their shirts off, tried it again, and they nailed it. And it was, it, it, the audience response was incredible. Hmm. Neat. Has, have you guys been copied or have people tried to do this now in other places? The only reason I ask is often in, in Asia, if something's successful, then it tends to get replicated maybe without permission in other parts. And I'm just wondering, has, have you heard of people now trying to do this in other parts of the world? Uh, not specifically. There are lots of unique circuses in uh, many different countries. In Saigon, there's the AO Circus. Um, okay. In Phnom Penh, there's the National Circus School, but they don't have regular performances. But what FAR does, I, I don't think anybody else can replicate. Okay. Have you guys ever taken the show on the road internationally at all? Absolutely. The school in Batambang has done international tours for 10 years. Uh, and it's become part of the curriculum for the students to graduate from the circus school is to have uh, been on one of the international tours. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it contributes to their professional development. Very cool. Hey, I, I know that this this performance in Siem Reap is, is geared more towards foreign visitors and whatnot. Uh, the price tag will reasonable to a, a Western sense is a bit more for Cambodians. But I'm wondering, uh, what has the reaction been from Cambodians that do make it to the to performances? Well, it's a great question. And the founders believe very strongly that uh, not only is this a, a business that uh, they, they want to provide jobs and generate revenue, but they also want to share it with the local community so that their uh, fellow Khmer can see what the possibilities are. So there is a significantly discounted price for, for local Cambodians. Oh, cool. um, so they, they, we do get them, especially during the local holidays. And their reaction is quite different than the visitors because they understand a lot of the cultural references much more deeply. Mm. And it also gives them a, a sense of uh, pride and hopefulness. And several times uh, they've commented to me after the show, wow, we can do that. And it, it was very powerful for me to, to feel that maybe before they saw the show, they didn't think it was possible. Hmm. Very neat. Yeah, I would take that. Um, so what do you think the, the future looks like for FAR and the Cambodian circus and, and just Cambodian arts in general from, uh, you know, maybe a responsible tourism perspective like, like FAR is 
working on? A very good question, and there's probably a, a couple of good answers in there. The, the future for FAR is great. You know, the popularity has really taken off. Um, probably in the next year or so, we're going to be moving to a, a permanent site. Uh, right now we rent, but um, expenses in Siem Reap are, are skyrocketing with the increase in tourism. Uh, but we've purchased land and we'll be moving there. Uh, filling rates are going up. And uh, yeah, so from that sense, it's, it's looking very good. From the perspective of sustainable tourism, uh, FAR is the epitome. It's, it's the model if you look it up because uh, our two social missions uh, to provide jobs for the graduates and also earn money for the school to pay for continuing education and social outreach is uh, a very sustainable cycle. Hmm. I did see on your website, yeah, that you're moving locations and you have a Kickstarter campaign going to raise funds. How, how is that going? Uh, the fundraising is on startsomegood.com slash home for far. Uh, okay. It's in its last few days. It'll, it'll be finished about f five days from now, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's going okay. Uh, not as well as we'd hoped, but mm -hmm. uh, it's still helping to, to pay the deposit on the land. Yeah, I, one one question here, Craig, and I probably should ask this earlier in in the podcast, and asking more in mind with people that have never been to Siem Reap because it's quite a creative, eclectic spot. In addition to the access to the temples, but how did somebody get the idea to say, you know what, this town is missing some neat evening entertainment? Because I mean, millions of people come to Siem Reap every year, and of course they're coming for the splendid temples of Angkor, but. To me, it's it's in a certain sense a bit of a risk to go, yeah, what, what we need actually is a circus at night. It's a bit of a leap, but I think it fits. So how did that ever even come about? Uh, in the decision-making process, it was mainly where is the biggest market? Uh, and obviously, when people come to Cambodia, it's generally to see the Angkor temples. So right. uh, it made sense from that perspective. But you raise an interesting point. Uh, there isn't a lot in terms of uh, nightlife options in Siem Reap. No. Uh, most, most people go to Pub Street, and that's about it. So uh, with FAR coming to Siem Reap, it, it is the nightlife uh, activity. Hmm. And could you just walk me through what a what a typical performance would be like how long is it what time does it go down and just sort of what someone might expect very good question our venue opens at six thirty, and we have a boutique and a cafe that people can browse original artwork from far students as well as other crafts okay um, they can enjoy cold drinks snacks dinner before the show under the stars and colorful lights next oh, cool. to the big top uh, the performance starts at eight o'clock and runs generally about an hour. Hmm. So about an hour. And and this is all again, human performance, right? There's no animals involved in this. Yes. No animals, all human. And that's a, a really good question because a lot of people are very concerned about that. Can you get me a bear riding a bike? <laughs> <laughs> only if, only if one of us dresses up in a bear suit. <laughs> okay. Scott might take you up on that next time. He's in town. <laughs> I'll start looking. Hey, so how could people learn more? Like, where can people buy tickets to see the show? Or if people are planning a trip to Cambodia, um, where is a good resource for them to, to learn about the organization? Maybe even donate if they're not planning to come to Cambodia, but they just think, uh, you know, this is such a, a great idea to help people. Yeah, we have a website, farcambodiancircus.org. Uh, there are pages that give the schedule. You can buy your tickets online there. Um, it also has email and phone contact for more information. Uh, under the About Us, there's a page uh, about the 
donation possibilities if, if people are interested in contributing. Very, very cool. Well, Craig, uh, it's just fantastic what you guys do there. Such a neat, neat addition to what's already a great trip to Siem Reap to see those temples, but what a neat thing to do at night and kind of get connected to the culture. I really appreciate you joining us today, and I hope next time I make it over there, we can meet in person. It's my pleasure, and I'll be looking forward to welcoming you to FAR. Yeah, and I also wanted to just remind people that it, they can also go to the organization's headquarters in Battambang there and and see you know the the gallery where they have the painting students and uh, and and the circus as well, like with some of the younger, less professional, up and coming circus performers. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Okay, well, thanks very much for joining us, and you can turn the tape recording of your uh, funeral music off now that set the ambience so well. <laughs> It's my pleasure, and I'll, I'll be going out to go see what's happening over there. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. Thank you very much. You too. I'm really glad we got to talk about this today because it's such a unique attraction, and it's something that people really wouldn't expect to experience when they're in Cambodia to see these ancient temples. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. I mean, you have this creative circus that people before they'd come would never guess would be there. But you know what? In many respects, it's, to me, kind of a natural extension of the overall creative scene in Siem Reap. I was blown away sort of from day one that I went there that you have within kind of the pub street and greater expanse from there is you have a lot of creative foreigners, be it photographers or people that make clothes or handicrafts. It seems to have always attracted these really artistic people. And this is now just kind of growing even further, wouldn't you think? Yeah, totally. And then on, on the flip side, uh, Batambang, which is Cambodia's second largest city, is also one of the poorest areas of Cambodia. So for, for this organization to start there, to give opportunity to people that really need, uh, you know, not only just a job opportunity, but also creative expression to give their life some sort of fulfillment and joy is, is awesome. Because I think Batambang is, is a really interesting place. There's lots of attractions there. But to have this circus and this artistic school there is really worth going to, to visit that city as well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of curious as to how far and big this thing grows. I mean, everyone knows Cirque du Soleil, which basically started by a bunch of street performers from Quebec, Canada. Who would have guessed they'd be in Vegas now, right? And who knows where something like this leads for, for the people doing it. It could really have dramatic impact on people's lives and incomes. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I'd like to see them perform at Bayonne Temple on New Year's Ooh. Eve or something like that. I think that would be a really cool show. <laughs> That'd be super cool. We should uh, give them a suggestion on that. Yeah, I think so. So uh, for people who are listening that are interested in learning more, although the organization is pronounced FAR, it's actually spelled P-H-A-R-E if you're mm. going to Google it online. Um, also, as always, we have links on our show notes on TalkTravelAsia.com. Yeah, so thanks for joining us today. We will have a new episode in exactly two weeks. So between now and then, check out the photo galleries on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll be back in two weeks. I am Scott Coates saying goodbye from Kuala Lumpur. Trevor Ranges in Bangkok, Thailand. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey, Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall in Porton and Camp